Thank you for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon in Monmouth, McMinnville, Eugene, Mitchell, and Willamina, but our community extends around the world. If you would like more information about any of our churches, please visit www.praiseonline.net. Hey everybody, welcome to Behind the Message. This is Mackenzie in the studio with not any of our speaking team, but in fact, we have our worship leaders, Rob and Bailey here. Um, And so for those who don't really know you all well, uh, they've probably seen you on the screen for the past it feels like a year, but it was maybe about <laughs> 12 weeks. Um, can each of you just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, where you mostly lead, what your role is, that kind of jam. Rob's turn. Okay. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you go first. Um, I sort of oversee the worship um, for the, all the praise churches right now. And uh, so um, I'm spending a lot of time in McMinnville right now. Um, just uh, well, I was prior to yeah COVID, right? <laughs> right. But um, yeah, and so I I'm I'm really enjoying that though, getting to um, interact with all the different people from different churches, and and uh, it's been really good. Yeah. So that's I, I'm sort of spending a lot of time there in Matt McMinnville, um, you know, working with those people over there, and then um, I wish I could get back over here more mm-hmm. often, but. Yeah, we miss you. Yeah. At some point, it will happen again. Someday. We'll, we'll all be here someday. <laughs> That's the goal, really. So it, it sounds like it's kind of a it, administrative life, organizational, but also in mentorship. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, like, do I have anything to add to that? Is. I don't really have anything to add to that. Um, plus, everything's just so weird right now with this, yeah. you know, with how we're doing it. And, mm-hmm. and um, so I feel like sort of all the roles have sort of been tossed out the window sure, and we're sure. having to remake everything. So it's hard to really speak much. to that uh, too much. Yeah. But it actually has been kind of an exciting time um, in that we've been incorporating people from the, the different churches yeah. in our Sunday worships mm-hmm. uh, sets. And it's been really good. It's been really fun to work with different combinations of people and, mm-hmm. and uh, getting to know, you know all the different people. So, yeah, that's super cool. I yeah. love that. Yeah. B. Oh, it's me. Okay. I am Bailey. I am the worship leader at uh, the Monument Praise. I was recruited. Gosh, how long ago? How long ago was that? You know, let me tell you a story. A year ago. I was I was not going to this church. I visited this church with uh, your hostess with the mostest, Mackenzie. Um, and she threw me in front of Rob and said, there you go. This is Bailey. Okay, listen, let she me just sings. clarify what There you go. And then he here. said, oh, you sing? Yes. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, darn it. Here's what really happened. It always been, happens to me. We have been in a leadership meeting and Rob said, if anybody knows any like musicians but particularly young musicians i think you were specific and i'm a spry chicken um (laughs) and wanting to like mentor and kind of like i think raise up a leader i didn't realize like where the direction of worship was going Mm -hmm. because at the time rob was the main worship leader here in monmouth um so i didn't know any of that but i was like 
there's this girl. Listen, let me just try to get Bailey on, but she seems a little noncommittal. Who knows what's going on with her? Noncommittal. Not noncommittal, but like you you weren't going to our church consistently or anything like that. And so um, I was like, you just got to meet Rob. And this is my like foot in the door. Yeah. Type I was like, I, you should just yeah. meet Rob. No, just you didn't it. make me meet. You threw me at okay, him. Okay, so then she came to church. In a pool, basically. And I was like, hey, Bailey, this is Rob. Rob, Bailey, I gotta go. And then just <laughs> left. And then Rob said, so I heard that, like, you know, you sing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this always happens to me. Like, like every time I go somewhere, they find out that I sing. And I have to be like, no. But I just felt such a pressing, like, it's not because she made me do it. I felt a pressing that I was supposed to commit to somewhere. Seasonal timing. Yeah, yeah. It was was really good timing. It was God's timing. Perfect. I have this thing, though, like, where I don't don't know if it's because I am a meddler or if it's because (laughs) a gift um, or both. I'm sure. But I have... I have this thing where I see people and I see their potential of what they could be. And then I want to just like push them to it. And like, you know, you can't push so hard that like, it's not their choice. You're like the Tyra Banks of America's next top model. Oh, can you explain that a little further? (laughs) You just, you make them better models. I'm here for that. (laughs) I love that. I don't know where I was going with that, but that's just the first thing that popped I mean, I want to be just like Tyra Banks. She's super amazing. She's She's really pretty. pretty Anyways. Okay. Yeah, so I felt like I was supposed to commit somewhere. I felt such a pressing on from the Holy Spirit that I was just I was supposed to commit somewhere. And yeah, that's kind of true. I am a little anti-committal, but it's because I like to be really sure yeah. where I'm gonna go. I wanna make sure the values are consistent. I wanna make sure the people are consistent. Um, I am a six on the Enneagram, I'm a loyalist. So I I just tend to make sure that my my footing is secure before I just mm-hmm. I settle. You think through all of your options. I think through all the options. And then I sat down with Mackenzie for oh. approximately two hours or so saying everything I was afraid of. When she got offered. When I got to do offered the to, worship Yeah, so it was only a part of the worship team it's for about time. like a, a month minute. and a half. Yeah, a month. It was yeah. about a month and a half. You know, you know. Right? Uh, that's what they kept that's saying. What they say and then Rob pulled me into the music room, uh, where we where we file all the music in those piles of papers. <laughs> There's just piles everywhere. There's just piles everywhere because we forget to file things because we're unorganized. Uh, we're a little better now. Anyways, so he pulls me in there and he's like, "So, I this is kind of on the DL." <laughs> and, I was and like, she immediately again, runs always, to me yeah and I'm like what is happening and I, you know I'm not thinking anything serious and you know then he just goes you know Christy and I were talking and I'm getting offered to be like the worship director basically of like all the praise campuses and we were just like who could possibly like be the one to like, you know, come in because there was like no options. Everybody that could have been an option was not an option because of scheduling, because of ability, just all kinds of reasons why everyone, because it was my time. It was for me. I didn't feel like it was for me. We had to go through systematically every fear. Yeah. So then after that, because he said, think about it, but that think about it did not feel like a think about it. It was like, that's kind of just going to be your job now. (laughs) 
like, okay. I'm and so, so sorry, no, guys. no, but I knew, I knew I was supposed to do it. And that was the problem mm-hmm. is I knew I was supposed to, I felt like I felt the call to do it. Which, and my question, every fear oh, was like, gosh. so what? Like, can that be fixed? Like, you don't know the congregation very well. Can you fix that? Can you get to know them? I'm young. So what? Those are so what? a lot of my concerns were like, I'm not a musician. Young. I'm not a musician. So I what? don't know the team. I don't know the congregation. Um, I've only done it for a month and a half. I barely know these people. I don't know how to use planning center. I don't know if any of y'all have ever tried to work planning center. <laughs> yes. It is hard. Not easy. No, it's not. So yeah. anyways. I was like, can you learn planning center? You can. <laughs> that was just like, so is that really a barrier? That oh my! I'm gosh. not hearing any real barriers, Here's and so thing, I, you know, by the but, end of it, I had to like I wrote it out on the list and everything. Yeah, it's like okay, so I'm not seeing any of these issues. That all of these are definitely real fears, um, but none of these are saying no. You should not do this. Yeah. Well, so. I'm really glad you were around to to coach <laughs> you through that. Then that's that's yeah. Really helpful. I'm I'm real <laughs> bad. I'm, I'm real bad. I'm like a I'm a. I'm like, I'm a dip. Like, I got to get out of here. Like, I can't do that because I get scared. It's so interesting because you think about, I think over the last couple of years, as I've been on leadership in the church and whatnot, you don't always realize as just a person who attends on Sunday, all the moving pieces that feed into where we're going as a church. Right. Um, And, you know, just being friends with you has, I've learned a ton about worship um, and things like that. And, And, you know, this podcast is behind the message. And oftentimes what we think of is whatever the speaker preached about, right? But it's really a lot more than that because it's not just that person. It's the kids ministry that's doing what they're doing. And and when we're in church, it's the people who are greeting and praying for people and worship. There's all these moving pieces that all feed into the larger system. And so, you know, worship is a huge piece of driving home what we feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to our community. Yeah. Um, I, I mentioned this of like about worship when I preached uh, last month or so, uh, that sometimes worship songs are just easier to remember sermons. Um, yeah. And so maybe can you guys tell us a little bit about the process of how you prepare um, for the service, how you're choosing songs? I know both of you kind of do it a little differently, but maybe walk us through the behind the scenes of what it looks like to get ready for Sunday. Sure. Rob, you should, um, you should tell the folks. Um, we had a meeting like a while back and we were talking about like the criteria for like a communal worship song set list and like what excludes Mm. certain songs from that and why we don't sing certain songs, even though people are like, we love this song. Can you do it? And we're like, Oh, like that's an amazing song, but maybe not for this. And you should explain why. Um, I actually had that all printed out for that meeting and I probably have it on my phone somewhere, but um, yeah, basically there's a, uh, I guess it's a sort of an umbrella list of what, what you'd consider, you know, the types of things you'd consider for a good worship song for a, Mm -hmm. for a congregational singing. And uh, you know, the idea is that just because you sing it in your car on the radio doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's a really appropriate for worship. It might, might Mm -hmm. be a fantastic song, but it's, um, not necessarily going to fly, you yeah. know, and produce what you want it to produce in a, in a worship set. And, um, yeah, like right off, you know, if you have any of those that come to mind, let me know, but like one, one of the, one of my top criteria are, um, it needs to be God focused. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so many of the worship songs that are out there and build themselves as worship songs are not really God-focused. They're us-focused, sure. which I don't discredit them as good songs or good Christian songs or songs that you should listen to. But right. in a worship setting, it's really hard, um, you know, to, to throw those songs out there and, and um, you know, expect people to raise their hands and worship and really sure. get into it mm-hmm. if the song's about me. Or would take courage be like one of those where it yeah, feels like you're yeah. singing to your own soul right versus yeah. like a congregational setting yeah and so i'm not i'm not saying that's never appropriate but generally um people want to praise god mm-hmm. yeah know, the the one thing that we have in common we're not all going through some crisis together at all times mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so if your song is about a crisis and god getting you through this crisis you're only actually connecting with you know 10 or 15 percent of the congregation right and the rest of them are like well the song doesn't really apply to me right mm-hmm. sure um whereas if you're saying god you are amazing you are awesome you are worthy mm-hmm. of my praise you know this yeah that never um, changes that right. should be a hundred percent of your crowd well hundred percent of the Christians, sure, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so that is for me a, a really high priority. And um, so, yeah, yeah, just being able to the content of the song, just directing it toward God. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I would say also like the ability for people to follow it. So mm-hmm. for me, when I'm picking music, I want something catchy is the wrong word, but something that maybe it has lines that are repeating. It's, it's an idea that's being given with not so many words, I guess, because you want people to not be so focused on like learning the specific words to the song, but rather like just being in the presence of God, like we're singing the same thing. You don't really have to think about learning the song so much. And there, there's, you know, times and places for like more complicated songs, like a song that I know is controversial but like so will i has Mm -hmm. so many moving pieces to it that people can't follow it in a worship setting because it you're thinking too hard about what line's coming next and so i think the repeatableness the emphasis like rob said on um that we're speaking to the character of god and we're praising Mm -hmm. god and no matter what we're going through it's not always about us and Mm -hmm. also worship is that escape for people um, to not have it just be about us. This mm-hmm. is about God. Everything is about God and, mm-hmm. you know, following his will. Like it's not mm-hmm. about me and what I'm going through. Cause that, you know, we know is for the greater good of whatever, yeah. but does that repetitiveness, <clears throat> would you say that also applies to musically, like the melody of things? Like, mm-hmm. cause there's some songs that that changes every time where it's not as predictable, whereas some right. are easier to follow because all the verses sound the right. same, but or just the words picking, change. Yeah, or like picking songs in a key that you know that most people could sing it in because sure. it's like, wow, you sound really amazing right. singing it in that mm. key, but most people cannot sing it in that key. So then there, again, you want as little right. distraction from the point that's as good. possible. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So, one, yeah. One thing um, that I, I heard a, uh, somebody, I forget who it was, that was talking about <clears throat> worship leading a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't really thought about it like this. One one thing that's important is that uh, your songs are actually biblical. Yeah. Yes. Or, uh, sure. At least not heredit- 
Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. And um, I know in the past there's been, you know, really popular songs that are like they're twists on the, mm. on, so they're actually Bible maybe, but they're like not, that wasn't the intent of the verse. Right. And so the oh, whole sure. song takes it a completely different direction. Right. And, um, and so I, this, this one guy that I was listening to, he was saying, um, it w- it's good to have somebody who you can bounce these things off of that are mm. actually yes. looking at the words and going, you know what? That's not that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and just because it's on the radio doesn't mean they screamed that for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to do that for yourself and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And really judge those songs. Yeah. I would um also to answer your question about just like what happens leading up to Sunday. I remember somebody when I was 16, when I was first like starting to be a part of worship teams and I was going to church for the first time. I remember this lady telling me, you know, worship is the outpouring on Sunday, like what's been happening all week. Mm. Like Mm, what have you been doing all week to get to that point? Sunday should not be the first time and the only time that you are encountering God. Mm. And so I think it is so important as worship leaders, as people who are leading a congregation to open up in that way and to, you know, receive that. I think it's so important to be people who are are worshiping all the time mm-hmm. um being in that mindset and I remember the long time ago I remember there was like a story about a lady and her husband and they were like on tour I forget what band it was but she was like oh I put my you know I took my worship cap off and I put my mom cap on and the husband was like your worship cap never should have been off like sure. that's, yeah, that's, that's happening good. all the time I forget what that was but anyways I just remember hearing that and being like wow that is so true like worship is a lifestyle it's a decision it's a state of mind it's a state mm-hmm. of being and that we are constantly pursuing that mm-hmm. um and that our outpouring yeah. is on Sunday it's not where we're getting it we're no. not supposed to be gaining it from the other people maybe sure but that I don't think is necessarily the posture that we yeah. take and that's phrase. the same with like preaching oftentimes when, right. when us as speakers are are sharing a message this is what God's teaching us right now yeah. and and God has just shared with us that's for for the congregation as well and so it is like you you're in your own study and that kind of comes through um, yeah. and then it's an outpouring onto the rest of the congregation too right. And so do you guys, and and maybe the answer is different between the two of you, you know, look at speaking team notes and think through like, okay, the topic is going to be this. And so there's maybe some songs that I'm inspired by or like not. Or We are totally different. That's okay. That's a good thing, right? Rob, you go first. Yeah. So until recently, I would have said absolutely not. I'm not looking at the speaking team notes. I'm going to see what God has to say and pick the songs and just go with it. And, uh, you know, that's hit or miss. Sometimes sometimes, uh, it's been awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Because the songs are like nothing. They literally have nothing to do with the sermon. But a lot of times it's a direct hit and you're like, wow, that's amazing. But, yeah, yeah, I just remember uh, uh, (laughs) a worship leaders meeting a few months ago. And everybody around the table was like, yeah, well, we should, we should be picking our songs according to the sermon. And I was like, what? Are you <laughs> You're like, who does that? <laughs> who gets the notes? <laughs> I mean, you totally can do it that way, though, especially with the other criteria that you have. If you didn't have that other criteria, like this is about God, 
then it could be yeah like a little bit more right. detrimental but right. uh, but it is like you know you want to think about if, if somebody's sharing something really deep and hard about like a father figure or whatever like and then you're like good good father you know like yeah you know that could be like <laughs> there's like communion yeah you know you want to pick communion type songs communion songs communion yeah sure so it is helpful yeah mm-hmm. um, so. And you guys yeah. typically like the opening song is usually more upbeat here, correct? Yes. It's supposed to get people in a collective mindset that we're joyful together and that we are, you know, I mean, most people are able to like clap to a specific beat and it's just like a nice way to, to start mm-hmm. things like we're going to start this off in a good space. Like yeah. we're not going to start this off being somber and yeah. sad or whatever, you know, it's. I don't know. Yeah. So the intent of the opening song doesn't necessarily have to tie into the sermon. That's more, that right. has a different purpose. Right. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Okay. And it's interesting so. the way we do it here is with the, uh, an opening song and then the worship at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I had never done it that, that way before coming here. And uh, it's, it's a, it's sort of a different flow. Uh, so my mindset has always been that worship, um, uh, sort of softens the atmosphere for the preaching of the word mm-hmm. you know so like my entire growing up and you know adult life has been with that mindset because I've led worship for a long time and so then coming here I was like man how is this gonna work sure. yeah. you know, this doesn't even the, the preaching doesn't soften people for worship um, but maybe it does I don't know and so yeah. it's been an adjustment yeah, I've always seen yeah. that, and I've been to churches that do both ways, and I don't know, personally, like, I don't think I have a preference. I think either way works, but mm-hmm. the, I always see the worship at the end as a response, right? more right. as, mm-hmm. and so we respond in worship, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's my thought, but so how do you choose choose music how do I choose different. music yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm a I'm a planner <laughs> I I like to know what the sermon is because I view worship as a response to what God is doing it's not I mean there's I also think there's such a difference between like personal worship that you're doing on your own time and then like communal worship so for communal worship congregation worship you know you want to pick things that you know everybody can join in on it's easy to follow um it's not too melodically crazy or anything it's not it's not focusing on like my ability as a singer but rather it's leaning more on like my ability to like lead it or god's Mm -hmm. ability to do that through me so i typically read the sermon notes i am very lucky i'm friends with Mackenzie, and so i get all of the i get all the emails and i usually get the ins and outs of the sermon before um it happens so i think that that makes it a little bit easier for me choosing songs that have to do with themes my struggle always is incorporating new music and my fear in incorporating new music is that I don't like being overdone. I don't like being trendy, you know, quote quote unquote, you know, when everyone was doing reckless love, I was like, I'm not doing that. I just refuse. (laughs) I will not do that song because everyone's doing it. And I'm just so annoyed that everyone's doing it, even though it's a phenomenal song. But, um, I tend to gravitate towards songs that I was listening to when I first started, like when I was 16. So like, I want to do like 
blessed be your name. And like <laughs> those songs, like cr- basically my church did Chris Tomlin, like mm-hmm. only and um, oh, the psalmist David Crowder. That's a that you know that's a different conversation. There's a few. There's Phil a, Wickham, please. I was gonna know. say Phil Wickham is really like the psalmist of our generation. Anyways, um, so yeah, I would say my my preparation is reading the sermon. I do like to bounce ideas off of my friends, um, people that I know are like in the spirit, in tune. Not with. me. Yes, I do. She keeps them secret. I'm like, whatever you're going to oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I do. You want to know why? That's it's good. because sometimes she has a lot to say. And then if I don't do the song, she gets sad and like a little bitter. Sad. She gets a little bitter about me not doing the song that she told me to do. So exciting. Because I'm like. Every time I hear a song, I'm like, oh, Bailey would sound so great doing this. Oh, it would be so fun. To see, do that's the problem is you're thinking about me sounding good. Well, that, which, not just that, but it'd be fun to do it yeah so <laughs> so she keeps things secret from me i now. do i like a it's little fine. mystery it's, yeah, it's okay it's i like okay. a little mystery i don't no, like it is telling actually everyone. it is good for me because because of the position that i'm in i know all she the knows that every service and so there's just nothing a surprise for me unless you're my friend and then there's lots of surprises <laughs> anyways, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I would say that's mainly what I do. Mm-hmm. I also try to set aside. Um, usually, it's like at nighttime, like when I'm trying to like rest and like go to bed. Yeah. Is when I literally put Kirk Franklin on, which Please. sounds so Let's weird. Go. But the um, Hello Fear, Ryle Hello yeah. Fear. Have you heard that? Oh my gosh! It's yeah, the, that wouldn't it's be the like the most calming music. It's the song of my soul. Um, Hello, Fear Kirk Franklin. Please go listen. Um, Are we doing Kirk Franklin this weekend? I would love to do Kirk Franklin. We need um, a choir. We really do. But yeah, I would say, yeah, just spending time in my own personal worship. And it helps me to have a level head when picking for what I think other people may be resonating sure. with. Also, a lot of prayer. A lot of prayer goes into yeah. that as well. But that's can, can you tell me a little bit about... Instruments and and the music behind the words and how, like is there planning that goes into the style or um, like not just that but also like I don't know uh, you know of of something that's softer and slower versus bigger and more building or like do you guys think through that prior or is that something you guys do in more in your practice sessions or. I think for me, when I pick those things, it just, it's not a matter of like, I wouldn't pick that song because I have like two building songs. I would just have to place them appropriately in the set. So like, I tend, I would want to like enter the set after the sermon, doing something a little less buildy. It's a little bit more chill and then Mm -hmm. end it with something a little more amplified. Um, That's just my Yeah, I think one of the challenges to worship, and not so much right now in this time, but it has been in the past, has been uh, churches that are on the smaller side can't Mm -hmm. reproduce the sounds that you hear on the the CD or doesn't sound the same. Right. And so some of these songs um, really have they're really thick in the in the style mm-hmm. of whatever style they are and yeah. then, and try to try to reproduce that would take hours and hours of practice sure. and, and a full band and certain time. equipment and, and, and all of our people are volunteer mm-hmm. you know and we only have a you know hour and a half on a sunday to sure, practice to right practice, so yeah. um 
it's 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 really hard to reproduce that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah. you know, you listen to a song and you think, can so I, I know how this is probably going to sound. It, can we, you know, can we make it work with our group? You know, mm-hmm. and, um, so that makes yeah. sense. That does weed out some. Yeah, absolutely. So, and there's like, and I, I think it's really popular right now for um, big worship teams to put out albums that are live. And so that, yeah, like that feels different than if it was studio recorded and things like that. Sure. And so then when we try to reproduce it in the moment and there's like a huge crowd, like clapping and stuff like, yeah, we yeah. just don't have that. Right. We're a small church. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. something I wouldn't have thought of for sure. Um, but I also think like, you know, musically the instrumentation and things like that definitely feed into like, the atmosphere and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but you kind of have to yeah. feel it out. I'm well, sure. and also it changes week to week. Sure. Too. So, because the we worship have. team is different yeah. every week. And so, yeah. That's so cool though. This time we only have guitars. Next time we only have keyboard, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. It, it changes every week. So Totally. One thing I, I think I knew this before, but definitely more aware of during the process of filming our services is just how vulnerable it is a process to lead worship as I watch you guys do it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the vulnerability of leading worship? Cause I think those of us who are not musicians may have a very limited view that you guys are performers or that you just go up there and sing some songs and that's it, but don't really know much more than that. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the constant struggle of worship teams and worship leaders is the, that balance between performance and, uh, just being in the moment and really focusing on worship for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it's it's something you always have to keep in check, I think, and you always have to be uh, self-aware and like reflective and go, okay, where am I at? You know, because there, there has to be a certain level of performance. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have to eat the mic and you have to project and you have to, mm-hmm. you know, get your message across that's part of the craft of music right mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but on the other hand yeah like you're saying you have to be humble and vulnerable and um that's part of worship is being is opening yourself up to god mm-hmm. and um expressing to him things that you don't you know i i don't know you don't normally do in public i guess sure you know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah yeah so yeah it's it's weird during these recording times because um, actually, when in a live setting, it, it's, it helps you because everybody else is doing the same thing, mm-hmm, right? And so yeah. you, you open up, everybody else is opening up, and it's just sort of natural. And in the mm-hmm. recording session, you're looking out there at empty chairs, and you're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. this is kind of strange. Very yeah. similar to when you're speaking. I mean, like, Maybe, even the, yeah. this, the speakers are having mm-hmm. a similar issue and things like that. But you're, mm-hmm. it's like there's a lot on the line when you're just like in, anything that you do in leadership is – it's not just your own personal thing at this point. You're right. leading right. people into that. And if you have a crowd that's that's uh, really hungry and wanting to worship, they mm-hmm. pull that out of you. Sure. And so, you know, and you can feel it and you're like, whoa, and it, mm-hmm. and it takes on a life of its own. And that's just a fantastic That's thing. cool. Um, yeah. So I don't know. But as far as uh, recording these worship sets with no yeah. visible audience, I guess, um, I think it's getting easier. Do you think it's getting easier? I would say it's getting as, easier. As we do it, it feels like sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, a new norm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Where, as we obviously do not want this to continue right. to be sure. the norm, this is not this is not forever. I don't believe, but yeah, no, I do think it's getting easier. I would say that level of vulnerability is hard for me to reach if I don't spend a lot of time before praying and mm. um, just really listening to what God wants to do because I am just naturally very timid. I don't like singing in front of people. I do not like performing. It scares me a whole lot. So, um, I mean, even stepping into this position was just like mind boggling for me. I was like, there is no way, like, I can't do that. Like, I'm so scared. And I don't, I like have such bad stage fright, like really, really bad stage fright. Like I used to like run crying off of stages all the time when I was little. And so that, that was something that I just kind of had to get over and know that like I was given a gift and I was given the ability to do it. And at the point that I don't listen to it and I don't respond to it, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. denying like what God wants to do through Mm -hmm. me and that's not okay. So I was like, gotta get over yourself and just do it. But yeah, I would say the people in the audience definitely help make Mm -hmm. it a little bit less scary, especially when you know your congregation, like, you Mm -hmm. know, the people that are in it and you know, Mm -hmm. they're not thinking you're ridiculous for saying something or doing something, (laughs) you know, you have a little bit more forgiveness in that. And that's the nice part about being in a small church as well, Mm -hmm. is that there's not so much, um, there's not so many people to please. And I think you have to get over that too, as a worship Mm -hmm. leader It's like, I'm not here to please people. I'm here to give people an outlet. I am here to lead Mm -hmm. that, but I'm not here to I'm not here to perform to you and I'm not here to sing well for you. Like this is, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and making that very clear and being transparent about that. I think humility is a, is a huge, a huge key. Yes. It's, it's an absolute must for yes. leaders. Uh, yeah. Be able to connect in worship. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think people can pick up on that. On, yeah, sure. on your, on humility or lack of it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, almost instantly. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's just harder to enter, enter into worship, I guess. Yeah. Um, and also like, you're yeah. Home, so. When you're like that, it, oh, I feel like there, the barrier in, in worship leading to the audience is people feeling like, well, I'm not as good as so-and-so like, mm-hmm. that's not my space. I can't worship like that on my own because I don't have that gift. And it is a, it is a command to worship. So yes, you do. Um, it's, it's not an ability. It's, I mean, some people, yes, are musically inclined, musically gifted, but God loves hearing you and he loves Mm -hmm. hearing your voice and he wants you to be in his presence. And he's Mm -hmm. just so excited for you to be there. And so creating that space that like, this is not about how you sound. This isn't about how you look. This isn't about what you've done. Like, and being, like we said, transparent and humble Mm -hmm. about, about that is important and that worship worship really is a ministry and i think people yes maybe aren't always thinking about it in that way and so just like in in the preaching world we we talk about that verse in i think it's in first timothy of like we're not tickling the ears of people we're not like just giving them what they want to hear necessarily um and not that like you guys aren't willing to like hear new music and things like that but like i think you know I have, I will confess this right now on this podcast. I have, 
sometimes treated it like a jukebox, you know, like, oh, I want to do this song or whatever. Like, yeah. and we, and we often get caught in that, but you guys are not a jukebox and this is a ministry. And so I think that's something that I have to remind myself. Um, it's not like we can like, we have to trust you all to lead us mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And there's a lot of factors involved. Uh, where, where are we going as a church? Yeah. You know, you have to sort of lead to the direction of, you know, the vision of the church. And sometimes, yeah, the jukebox mentality yeah. doesn't fit into that. It, it, mostly not. Probably. No. <laughs> when Matt Smucker puts the blue lights on me, I say, absolutely. No, that, is not, that is not where this church is going. No blue lights. <laughs> he'll put like blue and then he'll switch it to purple. And he's like, I think that's your color. And I'm like, oh I gosh. don't think so. <laughs> but I think that's the thing of like, what we're always talking about like, you know, the sermon needs to be more of this or less of that or whatever. We need more time or whatever. And it's like worship. We're like, we just need one song or whatever, you know, and and I've been learning a lot um, and listening a lot <laughs> to Bailey about like what, what really goes into these things. So that's why I think it's good to have this conversation of this is a ministry. Mm-hmm. This is, you guys are leading us into a really secret space and I, and I want to be in the place where I just trust you guys and the anointing that is on you to lead us into that space as a church. So thank you. Oh, anyways, um, less, less heavy topics, but um, in the world of worship, music, leading, who's just, who inspires you? Who is kind of like the, maybe somebody that you take a lot of inspiration from leadership, things like that. Oh, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, my first one is like my tried and true Rita Springer. She yeah. is, Preach. oh my gosh, I am just in love with her. I think she is so cool. I want to be her best friend. I just think she is wow. like, oh my gosh, I think she's <laughs> so good. I just think all of her songs are so anointed and they're so mm. timely and they're perfect. And I'm like, I know she just listens to the Lord. Like, oh my goodness. And then my second one, is Stephanie Gretzinger. And I am inspired by her, by her openness and her vulnerability. I feel like that's something I so struggle to tap into in front of others. And I feel like she just so freely just like is worshiping, like she is doing it for herself, but she's so good at leading at the same time. It's amazing. I just think it's so cool. That's awesome. Those are, those are mine. Nice. Sorry, Rob. No, no, no. (laughs) Stop it for that. Um, Rita Springer, I knew it, Rob. Yeah, no, I really like Rita Springer. I think right now I'm um, I'm going towards um, more um, away from like single um, artists, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. and and more into like groups and the group sound, and not necessarily choir, but Mm -hmm. you know, something that projects. Uh, a group of people and um mm. so the a couple groups that come to mind right away are um the people, people, in, in, songs. people in songs oh, right? yeah. I've been listening to them. oh they're they're on in my house I actually met uh what's her name jenny jenny yeah. something she writes most of the music oh really yeah, yeah she's actually from this area oh yeah i heard there was a local connection somewhere. yeah and one of the people in our church here in monmouth um actually a uh, genie um who plays piano genie. Um, was like mentored by her. Oh wow! Um, so and whatnot, learned piano from her. So. That's amazing. That's great. Uh, Jenny Lynn, I can't remember her name. But those, I heard somebody. I think it was Lila sent me over a song, 
And I was like, wow, that's a fantastic song. So I went back to the beginning song mm. and listened to the whole album, and I was just blown away because it's... They're gifted. It, I mean, they have little solo parts throughout those songs, yeah. but it's mostly just this... this uh, you can hear all the voices, and they're very minimal music, and mm. it just sounds so amazing. I'm like, mm. that is where... That's sort of the vision of where I want to go. That's cool. You know, where you can hear... Where everybody's just free to just belt it out. It's, I love it's hard that. Yeah. Hard as it is, right? Um, and uh, uh, sort of along those lines is Worship Mob. Have you guys heard of Worship Mob? No. No. Um, they actually, they're getting more into live stuff now, but they started off with um, like the Brady Bunch style windows. Okay, yeah. And uh, they would go, they each go into a recording booth mm-hmm. and then they'd record them all at one time and then they'd, they'd put them together for a release. That's a really popular thing right now during yeah, quarantine Yeah, well, right now, too. these guys have been doing it. These were, Ten years ago, I was watching this going, wow, that's amazing. And yeah. uh, But anyway, they're sort of like that. It's it's like just a group of un, unknown people that come together and just that's produce cool. amazing music. Oh, and, that's um, cool. Uh, so I've, I've listened to them a lot really cool. recently, too. So. Okay. I'm going to have to look them it's up. That, it's that, that group mentality kind of thing. Yeah. But I'm not taking away from Rita's finger. No, <laughs> it's fine. I, I love her, too. Can so, dish yeah. on Rita. That's okay. No, I like that. Yeah. That's a cool way to think Just about it. It's like where, you know, what's inspiring you is where, you know, the vision you right. feel like is on you and things mm. like that. And I, I think that's really cool. Uh, I'm here for it. Um, last question is do you have a certain worship song that's just particularly on your heart it may be personally maybe for the congregation either one is fine uh just during this season during the season right now mm-hmm. um yeah well for me i think um i'll go first i guess yeah <laughs> you go that's, that's great going. you're going <laughs> just just racking my brain here i'm thinking <laughs> um what came out right before all of this happened, um, the Waymaker song. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's all over and it's really popular and it's possibly overdone by now. Yeah. But that song just sort of sinks into my spirit and, it's, mm. and it says everything that I want to say. You know? yeah. yeah, you are you are the waymaker. You, know? yeah. you are the provider. You're. It, you know, it, it encompasses everything God is yeah. um, in one song. Maybe yeah. not everything yeah. God is. It's such a you know declaration, though. You're it, right. Really and, important ideations. Of. And it just happens at this this one time when we, I think we need it most, right? Mm. We're all sort of going, you know, trying to get our bearings and um, find our way in this new sort of paradigm. And um, so I, I that, that song really still ministers to me, although... We don't do it as much yeah. congregationally. But. Yeah. Bailey doesn't want to do it because it's too popular. Yeah, it, it is yeah. popular. <laughs> no, I, I love this song. Again, I'm just I so know. like... Just yeah, well, you have to be careful if you overdo songs. And, sure, and, and people, people are listening to them all week, and yeah, then they come exactly. on Sunday. Yeah. And people tune it out. I agree. So mm-hmm. That makes sense. And you don't want to burn it out forever. Right. right. So you want to stop before it's Peak of excitement. Out. You want to come back and bring it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I agree. It would be a tough one to do all the time. But it is a good song. Mm -hmm. What a declaration. Mm -hmm. Okay. My turn. Um, (laughs) Stephanie Gretzinger put out a new album in 2020 called Forever Amen. And the song No One's Cared for Me Like Jesus is just, oh, 
It just like speaks to my soul. It's so good. It is totally just a personal worship song. It is not like a congregational mm-hmm. kind of song, but I just think the words in it are so good. I mean, she's saying that, you know, no one's cared for me like Jesus. And if nothing else is remembered about me, like let it be known that in you, my joy was found. Mm. Like that God is where we're receiving that joy and that we should be, people should know that like people should see that and people should say that we look different and know that no one is going to care for you like Jesus. I just thought it was such an amazing song. Very so well said. I love and it. Yeah. I'm going to throw mine in here. Throw it in. Throw you can have in. a favorite. I'm not a worship leader. <laughs> Wait, you have a favorite? What? <laughs> I'm just the girl. You listen the, to I'm, worship music? I'm just the girl in the front row. Just like We're front row roll call. call. Front row, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, this year, Elevation's album that just came out, the live album, is... <sighs> wrecking me like and it's like it's funny i heard one song and then i heard another one and then i heard another and i was like i cried i literally i had sobbed my eyes out over these songs particularly this week i mean last week it was it was grays into gardens yeah and that's so good but um this week is rattle Rattle. yes uh it's i mean the bridge of that song i could listen to over and over and i told bailey this i was like I was, I was like, I'm not a worship leader, but I just wish they would have gone into the bridge like seven more times. So many more times. <laughs> but like it's, just I mean, do it's the a little 15 bridge. second backup. I thing keep doing that. Go back. I, I do. I mean, and I am like a kind of person. I really love songs that are like based in like story and scripture. Yeah. And so like the the um, bridge of that song is um, just he's talking about. Um, like what God can do, um, like raising people from the dead, literally. Um, and he says, like, just ask the man that was thrown on the bones of Elijah. And it's like, I don't know what it is about that statement. It's just like, just ask so that like, guy or that yeah. guy or that guy. And it's yeah. just, it is such, oh, it's messing me up right it's like now. like if my God wants to do something, he just will. He will. I see him doing it now and yep. he's doing it again and again and again. So that's my jam right now. But, um, well, thank you guys for stepping in studio here studio. in the church. And <laughs> it is fun. It's fun to kind of see behind the message. You guys are definitely a very vital and important piece of what we do on Sundays. So thank you very much for all of your hard work over the, especially over the last however many weeks we've done COVID and recording and whatnot, you guys are mm-hmm. uh, quite literally rock stars. So thank you for wow. what we do. For TV well. performers. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you guys so much. Um, thanks everybody for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time.